You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member FDIC. Well, welcome to Out on Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. I'm Bart Gregory, along with Charlie Winfield. We're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Startville. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. They have agents all across the state of Mississippi, every community, every county. And so go with the home team. They're the guys that are in the pickup line in school. They're the ones that go to church with you. Our friends at Farm Bureau, go to favorites.com com home life auto whatever you're in the market for and so charlie winfield hey man football season is here before we get to talk and like to thank our great great friends at wfca 107.9 in french camp for airing the show each and every midweek and so we have out of left field today on friday we'll have our tracks plus deep dig and then on sunday have sunday coffee when we'll talk about mississippi state and the Lions of Southeastern Louisiana. Charlie, football season is here. Mercifully. I suppose we got started with, what, week zero, they call it, last week. Had a few games. But now it's really here. Not a ton of great matchups. We've got LSU, Florida State. That'll be a good one. South Carolina, North Carolina. You know, I was looking at the top 25. I think there's only, like, three games that have a point spread under, like, 20. Yeah, so not a lot of good games, but it's Labor Day weekend. We get a good football game, or at least a football game. Hope it's not too good. And we get Monday to recover from everything as we sort of get back in the swing. So Labor Day is always a good weekend. Yeah, it really is. Well, we got a 3 o'clock start on Saturday. You and I will handle the pregame chores again. They invited us back for another year. I would say more like they didn't uninvite us. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the- <laughs> I'm not so much it was a vote of confidence, but, hey, we're back. Pre-game yeah. and post-game. We'll do the pre-game from the booth this year, and then we'll post-game show will be at Bulldog Burger Company following the game, and so a 3 o'clock kick. And so it'll be a warm day, and so make sure you hydrate and hydrate with the right things. That's the whole key. Now, listen, if you're coming to town, one of the things we have talked about on our Sunday coffee show a few times you're going to be wondering why downtown is kind of cut up a little bit. They are doing some infrastructure rehabilitation with the uh, the sewer systems, the water system. And so just know it is a precursor to a much more ambitious downtown project. Yes, it's step a one of years. Step one of eight. It's going to be nice. But in the interim, uh, take mercy on those businesses who are kind of living through this. It's an inconvenience to come. But when this is all done, the people who survive all this will have a pretty cool place to work. Key yeah. is we got to help keep them in business between now and then. So support your Startville merchants downtown yes. while you're here. Well, and that kind of leads into if you're coming to town trying to figure out where to go eat, go to Startville.org. And Sunday we'll have the brunch and browse downtown. Come hey, on. It's Saturday, community market. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Community yeah, market so. on Saturday. 
So a lot of people coming to town this weekend. Football season is uh, so cool. Go to the hellstate.com website. Check out the game day because there are some differences with traffic flow this year. Make sure you go ahead and download your tickets before you come. Most of the tickets now mobile. Just about all of you guys out there have mobile tickets now. Go ahead and put them in your wallet before you get to the gate just to make sure that the Internet hasn't gone down. Just take care of all the stuff you need to take care of, parking passes downloaded, tickets downloaded, and have fun. But, hey, just don't show up on game day and say, you know what, I haven't seen my tickets. Yeah, that can be a problem. Hey, the other thing you should do on your way in, go to bulldoginitiative.com. Click that sponsor page. Check out all the startable businesses getting behind the Bulldog Initiative. Yeah, that's a good thing about a lot of the downtown merchants, a lot of the startable merchants – in the entire area, have gotten behind the Bulldog Initiative and take care of the folks that take care of the Bulldog Initiative. Absolutely. All right, speaking of taking care of things, Bart, um, one of the things I'm looking forward to seeing this year, do we take care of the football? Do we go get the football? Turnover margin. We're going to have Brad Peterson in here in a little bit. Brad Peterson, I don't know what you call him. He kind of uh, well, he's a longtime head coach, but he's – you can't call it the chief of staff technically, but that's kind of what he he's is. He's like the executive officer, right? Yeah. He's Markinson. <laughs> a few good men reference. I wasn't prepared yeah, for that Yeah, he is Colonel Markinson in the world of a few good men. He is the McGreevy to Fogel song. Boy, you're just uh, hitting all the greatest hits today, and I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> we're going to disassociate from any value judgments here today. But Brad Peterson will be in, get a chance to talk to him. I'm excited to see what this team's going to look like, how it's going to how it's going to play. You know, I, I get that Zach Arnett was the head coach for the bowl game, but th- this is really Zach Arnett's team for the first time. It is. And so what you do over the last couple of weeks, you've had fall practice. You've probably gone through every exercise you could possibly have. I wonder, have we practiced running out of the tunnel? I'm assuming we probably have. Oh, I would almost bet on it. Was that Dan or was that Moorhead? When people tripped coming through the fog. When we tripped coming through the fog. Was that Dan? That was Those Dan. things always scare me in that regard. Yeah, because you're just running and you can't see anything. You just got to trust the guy in front of you. If the guy in front of you goes down, you got no chance. Yeah, I think you either want to be at the very front or the very back of that line. Yeah, we'll ask Brad all of that. Also, something I want to talk about is, you know, offensively and you know, so much was made in the offseason about the reduction of plays during a game and how does that affect you, knowing that you're going to really have some of your offensive plays cut. I wonder, you know, some old coaches used to say you script 20 plays. Well, now do you script 15? Or any. Or any. I kind of wonder what the philosophy is for Kevin Barbet is on the scripting of plays early on. Isn't that just a bunch of junk? I mean – do you, th- you think if you get out there and it's third and two, well, the script says we're going to throw long here? Come on. That's just the kind of talk that broadcasters like to make up. Probably so. And if you look at that stack that Jimbo Fisher carries around, I think he scripted the whole season. <laughs> He's got a five-ring binder yeah, because a three-ring binder won't hold all the papers. What are we doing here? All right, southeastern Louisiana, the Lions from the Southland Conference. We'll come in here on Friday and have our Tracks Plus Deep Dig to kind of get you more in, engaged in the X's and O's of the game. And Charlie, you and I talked uh, last week about season openers. What do you want to see, not in-depth, at 10,000 feet this Saturday? I want to see a team that 
looks like they know what they're trying to do. What I mean by that, you don't have too many guys on the field. You don't have guys running on, running off. You don't have the offense coming to the line and Will having to tell somebody you're on the wrong side. I want to see a team that looks like it knows what it's trying to do. Then I want to see a team that's going to get out early and move the football and do what you're supposed to do in week one. I get it. You're going to have some things that go go wrong. I'm not asking for perfection. But what I want to see is a team that communicates well, that's where they're supposed to be. And I want to see kicks go through the uprights. <laughs> kicks go through the uprights. I don't want to see shorts. And spiraled punts that turn over. There you go. All right. Hey, when we come back, Brad Peterson will join us, and we'll get his thoughts here in the preseason as we get ready for week one. Mississippi State in southeastern Louisiana. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us today on Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. And welcome back to Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. I'm Bart Gregory, along with Charlie Winfield, and joined now in the Farm Bureau studios by our good friend, Brad Peterson. On the football staff, you have a lengthy title. And what would that title be? I don't know. I really don't. It's not chief of staff, but it's not ops director. No. We've changed it in so many different ways now. Former head coach, let's say, you you started at Newton, went from Newton to Forest, Forest to Louisville, Louisville to Brandon, Brandon to Madison Central, and then to here. Is that amazing that I remember all that? (laughs) Because at all those stops, I think I've texted you like three times a week, giving you a hard time. Native of Louisville. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here. The last time I was here, I just retired and uh, went to work in the private world for 22 months. Now here we are again. You walk in the door and you're glowing. Football season is this weekend. And so Charlie and I talked this past Sunday on Sunday Coffee. We have a Sunday show as well. And we were talking about this upcoming season. You've seen Will Rogers his entire life. Of course, his, his dad, Wyatt, was your offensive coordinator at Brandon. A completely different style of offense. If you were to think about what's the differences you're going to see out of Will Rogers this year compared to what you've seen the previous three? Well, obviously what you've seen the previous three is a quarterback that stands in the pocket and everybody in the country knows there's a good chance it's a, it's a pass being called. And so you'll see a lot different stuff now. Now, you know, we will be under center a little bit, which will be the first time in five years we have taken a snap from under center at any point in time. Obviously, you will see us throw it to a tight end, which has not happened in several years. But I think the thing you see is is an offense that uh, is not one-dimensional. You know, and even, even Coach Leach used to say that, you know, being a balanced offense was not 50-50, but it was being able to do whatever you want to do when it was time to do it. And, of course, Everybody knew what he wanted to do, and that was throw the football and obviously was very, very successful at it over his career. But, you know, you're going to see us run the ball a lot more uh, than we have in the past. But you're also going to see us take some shots and, and try to create some explosive plays, and, and that's the one thing that Coach Barbe has, has really preached on is, is trying to hit those explosive plays. And we talk about the run game for Mississippi State. Obviously, we've seen what Woody Marks can do in the passing game, carrying it and what I, I think we would agree was a fairly – simple run offense how do you like the idea of Woody Marks is a feature back in a more traditional approach you know Woody has really embraced this role uh, over these last 
I guess, 15 practices in the spring and 20 practices now, so 35 practices. And, you know, Woody's Woody's a silent leader. You know, he, he's not a big verbal guy, but he leads by example, uh, and he has really stepped up through these uh, 35 practices. And, and um, I mean, there's no question he's the guy. Uh, everybody knows he's the guy. You know, I, th- I think you're going to see a hard-nosed, get-after-it runner who's also got some, some elusiveness to him. You know, he's going to give us a chance. Uh, Seth Davis is another young man who got here in January who is really, I, don't, I hate to use the word surprised us, but I guess any time a freshman comes in and, and contributes, it's a surprise. So he is he's looked really good. He's got great vision, a lot of speed. Obviously, everybody knows Simeon Price, who will be back this year. Uh, and Simeon's had a good good camp as well. Uh, so I think you got three running backs right there that, uh, going to give us something that we've not really seen the last few years. And then when, then the unknown is the Kevon Lee, who came here from Penn State, uh, didn't get to go through spring with us. So he's only had the 20 practices. So, you know, we'll see how he, he pans out. So you hit on something right there that I've got to ask about, and that is you mentioned a freshman. There are some coaches that it is very difficult for a freshman to get on the field. Some want to run them out there. In today's world, it's not the same decision it used to be 15 years ago where if they played, you knew you were killing that red shirt. You've got the four games you can play. Is Zach Arnett going to be the kind of head coach that will run a freshman out there? I think Zach Arnett is the head coach that's going to do whatever it takes to win a game. And, you know, best players are going to play. They have to uh, to give yourself a chance to win. And and right now, if you know, if we're playing today, which I know we play just here in a few days, but if we were playing today – I think you for sure will see Seth early in the game. From a standpoint, you know, when you look around this team, and on the offensive side, you think Will Rogers, you think Woody Marks, and on the defensive side, you think Buki Watson. Is there somebody we're not talking about? Is there somebody the media has not talked about that may not be honorable mention all SEC, but at the end of the year you may look back and say they had this, this guy had a breakout year? You know – of course, I, my mind immediately goes to the linebackers because you mentioned, you know, Buki and Jet and those guys. And, and Deshaun Page is a guy who, you know, he's also a, a – I guess you call them super seniors, guys that could have left after last year's senior year but had the red sh- had the had the uh, COVID waiver. Uh, so he's a super senior. And I think Deshaun will be a guy that you will see a lot more. He played a lot last year, but I, I think you're going to see an increased role with him, with, with those two linebackers. You know, again, you you hate to talk about young guys as being the guys because we're not a young team. We are an experienced team. And, and, you know, when young guys do get on the field, it's not because you're young. It's because those guys are are really good. And and right now we're thinking Travion Williams is going to have a a, a big role for us, you know, be a a redshirt freshman. Uh, But I think he's got a chance to be really good for us. Um, You know, secondary-wise, you know, everybody knows we lost Forbes, and, and everybody knows we got uh, D. Kim coming back to Cameron Richardson. And you know, you look over there in Furge. Furge has been solid for the last couple of years. Uh, you know, we're expecting big things out of out of Furge to, to step up, and and definitely not saying fill the role of of what the number sixteenth pick in the world was, but to step in and, and be a really good player for us, a good SEC player for us. Fourteen interceptions on the defensive side a year ago. Twelve of those are gone. <laughs> Decam, a guy who played well at corner last year, but wasn't forcing turnovers, wasn't making picks. 
Does he have that ability? You know, I, I think he does. I mean, um, you know, you, you've seen bright sides of him um, last year. You saw it during spring with us, and, you know, and, and even during the fall we've seen some. And the reason I say some is, you know, the, the difference in fall camp than anything else is, you know, we've had 20 practices, probably 15 of those are physical, physical practices. Well, you don't play but 12 games. So fall camp is harder than the regular season on the body. Uh, and they're doing it every – I shouldn't say every day, but almost every day. And so you've got a lot of guys that get banged up, not just this year, but every year in fall camp. And uh, DCAM's been banged up a little bit. You know, not not injured, but just banged up, and, and which has been, I hate to say, a good thing and a bad thing. But the good part of it is is – He's not gotten all the reps at corner, and we've had to get some other guys ready. But yeah, you know, I think I think going into it, DCAM is the, the kind of the guy that everybody's looking to lead our secondary. You know, but you also got Sean Preston back in the in the secondary who who played played a lot, I guess, the last couple of years, and so uh, we got some experience there as well. So when you're getting ready for your season, which is what three days away, and you guys are worried about yourself, but did you have a chance this past weekend? To watch any of the week zero games, yeah, we we Saturday we had a mock scrimmage just to kind of go over everything, every issue, every. Uh, I guess I guess we've practiced every situation other than maybe a, a streaker running out on the field. We didn't practice that at any point in time. Wade Jones tried, will take him out. Don't worry. I tried to get. Bart. I saw him run down the PETA girls from A and M. It will be just fine. I thought Bart may come out there and streak for us one day just to give us a chance to practice it. But you know, I think we've practiced every situation. I don't remember what your question was now, Bart. Uh, I don't have any cleats. <laughs> I wouldn't want to run out there with tennis shoes on. <laughs> So, I didn't know if you had a chance to watch the games from this weekend. Yeah, I we, guess it was going to be a two-part question. Yeah. The reason I was going to ask it is, is with the new clock rules, did you see anything that you were not anticipating? Was the game a little bit faster? How do you think and the clock not stopping? Charlie and I were talking about that, that this past Sunday, about how many plays do you think that's going to cut out out of your offense in a game? Yeah, we did watch it. and uh, was We did that mock scrimmage Saturday, and, and then we – we're able to get off and, and watch some football that afternoon, and probably everybody took a little nap in there at some point too because they've been tired. But, yeah, you know, we, we've gotten some stats, not from those games, but from, you know, you got all these analysts out there that give you all this information, and, you know, they basically tell you, hey, we think this new rule is going to cut you X number of plays a game. And let's just say that's 15 plays a game. So, you know, if you're a team that's been – 75 snap offensive snaps, you know, now you're kind of prepared for 60. And I'm not saying 15 is a number. I don't remember what exactly it was because it's been ever since a rule came out that it was discussed. But, yes, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cut you a couple series. Next thing about that is, and Charlie and I have talked about this, about the old Bill Parcells quote about the teams. What is it, Charlie? Games are too long for bad teams. teams are too, uh, games are too long for bad teams. Do you think you see more upsets now? And we talked about this this past week. The game shortened down, and so you may see some teams jump out early lead. If you see a, a team that's an underdog, they take a 14 nothing lead early, and now it's a little bit different when you talk about all those plays being cut out. Yeah, I mean, obviously all I got is an opinion just like everybody else, so I don't have any kind of – just because I work in the football office don't make me <laughs> any smarter on that kind of stuff than – Anybody else, you know, I really don't know. Um, not even really thought about it. Like I said, 
you know, it's, it's crazy. People people are probably buzzing and talking about, you know, this weekend's game. But throughout all of spring and all of summer and all of fall camp, you, you're never really talking about that first opponent or the second opponent or even the third opponent. I mean, it, it truly is all about getting your team ready to play. Now, obviously, we are in game week now, so we are talking about this week's opponent. But uh, And there's times in the summer, you know, where every staff works ahead. So our staff has worked on every SEC game. They've worked on every non-conference game. You know, you, you, you sit there and say, okay, well, uh, Alabama's got a new offensive coordinator. We don't play Alabama till whatever week five or, yeah, I guess, week five. So you don't study him up, but you do enough background on the offensive coordinator, what he's done, what Alabama's returning. And so, you know, people think that you get into the summer and you take the whole summer off. Well, they're working every day in the summer, and they're working on a little bit on every opponent. You know, everybody's got a job where they're just getting familiarity so that when Sunday comes of Alabama week or whoever we're playing Southern Miss week, that's not the first time you've seen them and, and know anything about them. So to answer your question on, on upsets and all that, I don't really know. <laughs> I've never known you not to have an opinion, but that's okay. On the offensive side of the football, I made the argument this past weekend that despite the fact that we're likely to throw it less, we have some receivers with a better chance to make a name for themselves maybe than they did in the past. In the Mike Leach offense, you were going to see – Ten guys catch balls before it was over. Bart and I talked about guys who could kind of jump up and really be talked about at the end of the year. J.P. Purvis was one of those on the defensive side. Offensive side of the ball, Justin Robinson. Just seems like this offense gives him a chance to be a star, to make plays, and to stay out on the field. Justin, again, I wasn't here last year, so I don't really know – you didn't hear a lot about Justin early on, and then later, especially in the bowl game, you saw who Justin could be. He's had a, a really good – you know, his spring was good, but you didn't see what you were hoping to see. Uh, and a lot of guys are like that. A lot of guys, when it's not football season, they do their work. But as we've gotten closer to game week, you, you've seen his level of focus go way up. You've seen his uh, level of production in practice go up. You know, you also have these NFL scouts that come by every day during fall camps. I mean, there, there's anywhere from one to five guys that practice every day who are who are just getting their first glimpse of the potential draft guys. And uh, I think I think Justin has realized, hey, you know, I've got I've got a shot at this thing, uh, but I've got to, I've got to really up my game. And, and I think he's done that. I think that's uh, we we've seen a positive uptick in him. So, like I said, yes, he, he's – he's and you mentioned J.P. Purvis. Go back to the defensive side. You know, I didn't mention him a while ago. But, yeah, J.P.'s had a really good fall. Uh, How's great. he carrying the extra weight? Bigger than he was a year oh, he's, ago. Oh, he's, he's, he, is, he is thick as can be. I mean, he is he is muscled up. You know, J, uh, J.P. came in here as a safety in, in his red shirt year. We're sitting there watching him in practice, and we're thinking, hey, this guy's got a chance to be an NFL safety. You know, he's been moved up to linebacker. He, he's bigger now. He's stronger. So, yeah, we're excited about him. But flipping back to J-Rob and, and that whole wide receiver group, yeah, they, they're going to have a chance to make some explosive plays. And, uh, you know, between Xavion and Tulu and Wally, those guys all played a lot last year and, and, and still going to be playing. And, you know, you, you talk about another guy. 
Freddie Roberson, who didn't play for us but played for Eastern Washington, has played in some big games. Uh, and then, of course, a lot of people have been talking again. Another freshman, Creed Whitmore, has come in and, and been really, really solid for us as a freshman. Special teams, when you start looking at you cutting down the number of plays and points going to be at a premium, and from a kicking standpoint, from a punting standpoint, what's kind of been the philosophy of Zach Arnett as far as, you know, the thing when I look back at last year, it seemed like not only did we punt it okay, but we covered. The kick coverage teams were really good. Is he a type of guy that's going to play starters out there? Oh, absolutely. You know, in recruiting, coaches will call you all the time, and they'll be like, man, I got this guy, and he's a great player. I don't know what he can play for y'all, but I can tell you he can play special teams. Well, <laughs> the answer to that is we only sign specialists or special teams players that kick – punt, and long snap. That's the only people we sign for special team players. The rest of them are your linebackers, your corners, your wide receivers, your tight ends, your running backs. So, yes, we, we will have safeties. I mean, excuse me, we will have starters on all all special teams for sure, you know. And, and you, you when you're talking special teams, you really talk four units. And that's what, you know, the, the coaches across the country, I mean, when you talk special teams, it's really four units. You don't talk a lot about the field goal team and the uh, field goal block team because that's really just your starting offense stays out there with one or two guys and a kicker. Now, obviously, the kicker makes the special teams right there, makes it. Then in the snapper, and defensively the same way, you leave your defense. I mean, you'll see one guy maybe sub in for a field goal. Um, So, you know, when you talk about starters, obviously those have starters on it because the offensive line just stays in. And the defensive line just stays in the linebackers. But, you know, when you start talking about kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return, you know, it is it is an area of focus that, you know, we just feel like we've got to be better than other teams to give us a chance. And, you know, Eric Mealy and his his guys, they do a great job of, of making sure we got the right guys out there. And here's the other thing, though. you got to make sure you got the right guys, but you can't look up and, and have Buki and Jet starting on all four special teams and they're also going to be playing most every snap on defense, so you have to be smart about it as well. All right, one last question. Uh, who's going to keep Zach Arnett uh, strained <laughs> on the sidelines? Who's your get-back guy? You know, here's the thing. You know, you hardly ever see a head coach get a penalty thrown on him. I mean, he's got to do something just – usually got to do something really, really rough to get a penalty. Now, I have seen Joe Moorhead one time get a penalty when I thought, boy, this was a – ticky deal but anyway I, I i don't think he's gonna have one i think that you know he gets to do what he wants he's to gonna do. self-regulate huh i ain't gonna say he's gonna self-regulate but i'm gonna say that <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna start off with somebody grabbing him and pulling him back that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> so will either coordinator have a get back guy you know offensive guys are usually you know they'll call the play and get off the field now, so it's usually the defensive guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if somebody's not pulling on Matt Brock. I was thinking about Matt Brock <laughs> during the game, but uh, I think I think Barbay will be fine because you know as an offensive coach, I mean, as soon as that play is over, you, you got to be calling the next play and not not worry about hollering and getting on to everybody and coaching and everything else. You just got to get the play called and uh, defense. They can. Uh, they they can do a little bit more of, uh, yelling and screaming. Yelling and screaming. And so. It feels like at the college level we see fewer coordinators working in the box, although some still do. 
bar baby on the sidelines. Yeah, you know, and, and the reason that is a lot of times is those guys want to be able to look in in their players' eyes, talk to them, and 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 get a feel for what they're seeing on the on the field, and uh, be able to calm them down or or juice them up, whatever it takes, you know, and. You, you are. You're seeing fewer and fewer up in the box and more and more on the field, that's for sure. Hey, I want to ask about one other guy before we go, and that's Will Friend. He comes in. We've got a different style of offensive line play this year. How's the line responding to Will Friend, and you know what sort of job? It just seems like he's had a big job. Well, he, he has, but it's, it's not just him. It's him and Mike Smith both. Um, my, Mike is doing the tackles and tight ends, and, and Will is doing – centers and guards, but he also does the tackles as well because there's time that, that Mike is gone with the tight end. So uh, they do a good job of working together. Obviously a different scheme that, than what these guys have been doing in the past. But, no, done a great job. I mean, you know, between Will Friend, David Turner, Tony Hughes, I mean, those guys have been in the SEC for a really long time. Uh, and Coach, Coach – Arnett has really leaned on them for a lot of decision making uh, when it comes to different different things because they've been in the league, you know. And uh, I think Will has said that you know he's he's been in the SEC championship game seven times, you know, and that's something that um, a lot of people on our staff can't say. So, you know, we we've, we've used his knowledge on a lot of a lot of areas as well. But uh, you know, we got a great staff. You know, uh, defensively. Of course, Matt Brock was here last year. Brett Dewhurst was here as an off-the-field role. Uh, he's out there with us. David Turner, like I said, we brought him back. Uh, and then Darcel McBath has been here for three years, you know. And then, of course, I mentioned Eric Mealy a while ago. Offensively, Tony Hughes back doing running backs, which, you know, Tony's been on both sides of the ball for a long time. And, again, Tony's got a lot of SEC experience, a lot of Mississippi experience. And, of course, we know what he brings to the table recruiting and you know, Chad Bumpus is, is new to the SEC coaching, but he, he's got a lot of experience here as well, and, and Chad's done a great job with our wideouts. Say what you want, but when a guy can sit there as being coached and know the guy that's talking to him has lived it, I hate to say, he's, but Chad's a younger guy, so they feel like sometimes they can relate to him, sometimes better than, than the older guys. And I guess Bart – we now in that older guy. Range. We're getting pretty old, Brad. <laughs> We're getting there. I don't want to hear that. Hey, good to see you. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Good luck this weekend. Brad Peterson and that conversation brought to you by our friends at uh, Country Pleasing Sausage. Country Pleasing made right here in the state of Mississippi, down in Florence, Mississippi, on Highway 49. Country Meat Packers. They've got the brand-new butcher shop down there. And also, uh, thanks to our good friends, at Tracks Plus. Tracks Plus now with five locations. It all started in Hickory, Mississippi. Go to tracksplus.com for new or used heavy machinery. Got the Saney excavators and mini excavators. They sell Massey Ferguson as well. And so our good friends at Tracks Plus continue to get bigger and better. And so appreciate Brad joining us. And so that'll do it for this show here on Out of Left Field. Appreciate you joining us once again here on WFCA and 107.9 in French Camp. And so, for Farm Bureau, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Check them out at favorites.com. Country Pleasing Sausage, Country Meat Packers. Bank First, go to bankfirstfs.com for all your lending needs. Startwell, Mississippi's college town. If you're coming to town this weekend, need dinner reservations, trying to figure out what restaurant to go to, go to startwell.org. 
So football season coming. We'll have our Tracks Plus Deep Dig on Friday and get you ready for Mississippi State and southeastern Louisiana this weekend, 3 o'clock start. Charlie and I will be on the air at 1 o'clock for our pregame show. So for Charlie Winfield and Brad Peterson, I'm Bart Gregory. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Out of Left Field.